Welcome back to the Unbothered Podcast. We have been on a hiatus, which we'll we'll talk about later. We can get into that later. But now we've got some really important stuff that we're going to dive right on in to talk about. Um, first, oh, I'm Chris sure. This is Laura Harper. Laura, do you want to share what the discussion is about today? Um, it's a very important, very important topic. Um, it's the new Taylor Swift album, Midnight's. There's a lot of people who are not Swifties that listen to this podcast, so we'll see if they're still listening, tuning in. Um, I find it probably unlikely, but... but it's fine because it's our podcast. Amen. It's true. So all those who have already clicked out, that's that's their problem. Um. So first, what I want to do before we go into a breakdown, I want to go into a breakdown of each song. Yeah, of course. So that's, of course. that's the plan. But first, what were your overall thoughts on the album as a whole? The first time I listened through, um, it was, it's different than what she's done before. But honestly, like, I love the sound of it. That was my first impression. And it, it was very raw. And I love to see that because it's very, I felt it was very vulnerable and genuine. I agree with that. Honestly, I've been seeing some people who have really been like, oh, I don't like this at all. Like, it sounds like she's copying other artists, blah, blah, blah. I roll my eyes and scroll past it. To be quite honest, I think this is her best album she's ever put out. That's my opinion. Yes, I love, this is a no skip album. This is a no skip album. It's so good. I would give it a 12 out of 10. It's already critically acclaimed after just not not even three days of being released to the world. Um, Five-star reviews all over the place. My early prediction is for the next year's Grammys, this is going to be a front runner for album of the year. For sure. Oh my gosh. It's so good. It's all I've been listening to the last few days. My boyfriend is sick of me because I keep listening to it on repeat so well that sounds like a personal problem on it does it is a personal problem I don't care so now going into the breakdown we're going to start with track number one lead track lavender haze explicit when it first started I was like oh my god Taylor (laughs) I was like wow this is it was it's just the beginning of it is so like different than what I'm used to when I think of Taylor Swift and I liked it. I really did. Same. I literally was not expecting Lavender Haze to sound like this at all. Me neither. And I loved it. it. It's just so different. And then it was very fitting too for the lead song on the album to start yeah. Meet me at midnight. Like, yeah, I know, right? Yeah. I heard that and was like, okay, like Taylor, this is, this is good. Yeah. So Lavender Haze, it's definitely, it's hard. I don't even know what my favorite song on the album is yet. And I've listened to it at least 15 times through. Um, but Lavender Haze is up there. Yeah. I really like Lavender Haze, but unfortunately I don't know if it made my top five. That's fair. There's this album is so deep. So, it has yeah. so much depth that I'm not even going to argue with you on that because it's yep. just yeah. Um, but going from being in love to heartbreak leads us to track number two, Maroon, also explicit. 
Um, this podcast episode will also be marked as explicit because I can't hold back how much I love every single time she says fuck on this it's album. Literally amazing how many times she says it. I'm like, it like it just boosts my serotonin every time I hear her say fuck. Same. Yeah. It's it's liberating, quite honestly. That SpongeBob meme where he has his headphones yes, in levitating. Exactly. That is me every time oh. she says fuck. Exactly. Um, Maroon, you think it's going to be a love song when it starts playing and it is heart-wrenching. Oh my god. Maroon uh, Maroon is my number one. Maroon is my number one song. I absolutely love it. Like the bridge, the mm-hmm. Just bridges are unmatched. I just everything about it, I just am obsessed with, and I could listen to it on repeat for every day for the rest of my life, and I would be happy about that. It's so good. I have a theory about Maroon, okay, and this is jumping ahead a little bit. We're not going to discuss the song yet, but because there is a song very blatantly put out there about John Mayer, oh, yeah, um, and a reference from an interview she had, like what. I don't remember even how long ago it was, like maybe almost 11 years ago now, um, that how one of her boyfriends said how nice like the album Red was because like it was a, it was nice trip down memory lane about a relationship that ended badly, which made me think about, it was Jake Gyllenhaal talking to her. And she was thankful of that because the next boyfriend's PR team um, came for her, which referenced John Mayer um so my theory is Maroon is about her relationship with Jake Gyllenhaal I can I can see it yeah that's my theory I would like the if there's Swifties listening to this please let me know what you think yeah um I don't know if my interpretations are true by any means but did she dance with him in New York with no shoes this well, they were in New York multiple times. They were. they were. Yep. Did Jake have a roommate? Did Taylor have a roommate? I don't know. I don't know. Questions. So many. Leading now into track three, the lead single from this album, Antihero. I, I knew she was very passionate about this song because she yeah. said it was very introspective of her and everything yep. she hated about herself. Yeah. I didn't expect it to be the way it was though. Like she talks about everything she hates about herself, but yet it's so upbeat. I know. It's like it's like almost celebrating the things that she hates about herself and just like putting it out there and being just so vulnerable and just not like loving everything about yourself, but like being able to put that out there and being raw and you know it's just kind of you need to you need to know and love all aspects of you so I love anti-hero I really do um I'm just gonna be going around saying from here on out it's me hi I'm the problem it's me that is me yep I think it just it sums everything up so well Mm -hmm. now Leading into track four, I have so many takes on track four, and I have something to say to the haters, too, that have been coming for this song. Snow on the Beach featuring Lana Del Rey. This is a top three song for me. I love Snow on the Beach, and I need to get this off my chest because it's really freaking annoying 
how people are like, well, Lana is like barely in it. Like she has like four seconds. She's in it. Okay. Not true. She does have more of like backup vocals for this yes. song. She's like but backup were, the whole thing. Exactly. But where were people complaining when she did the same thing with features on Fearless with Marin Morris where Marin Morris pretty much right. did backup vocals as well. Or on Red with Chris Stapleton on I Bet You Think About Me, where he's pretty much backup vocals as well. So it's like, why are people complaining? Like, it's a beautiful song. It's not a Lana Del Rey song. It's a Taylor Swift song featuring Lana Del Rey. If Lana had a problem with it, she wouldn't have accepted the collaboration. And you can still clearly pick up Lana's vocals. Oh, for sure. Like, if people are sitting here complaining, like, oh, like, did she hold you hostage and silence you? And I'm like... She wouldn't have agreed to do the song. I'm sure she was briefed on what her part in the song right. would be. Like, it's a beautiful song. I love this song. It makes me feel like I'm falling in love when I'm not. Like, yeah, I just, it's so good. It's so good. It is. It is. I like it a lot. And plus, uh, regarding the whole backup vocals with Lana, like, I, sometimes with songs and you're having people feature songs, like, it doesn't make sense for a second person to have a part in it, you know, like a solo part. And I feel like for this song, if she would have had like the um, second verse or whatever, um, like it just, it wouldn't have made sense. Like, I feel like it made more sense for her to have a backup part in this. It would have been, it would have been overwhelming. Like if she had like a main verse like you said I think it's literally perfectly done I just oh I love that song so much now leading into track five there's so many stories about track fives most notoriously all too well um you're on your own kid this is a top five song for me I love oh I love it so much I feel like people are really resonating with this song like especially the way I interpret it it's like feeling like you're on your own your whole life. And I do feel that way sometimes. It's like so, very like alone in relationships, alone yeah. when you're trying to make it in life and like working your career. And then you realize like when she says her, she realizes when she looks around a room of people, her dreams aren't unique yeah. for whatever reason. I think it's just because what I do for a job, mm-hmm. it's popular. I think that struck a chord with me. And then at the end, she's like, talking about how she's in a room of people post parties starved her body and I'm like oh my god like how she just feels so alone in all of these different aspects of life I love it so so much it's it's like it's a very coming of age song and like it's a very vulnerable song for her especially because of the context of her past you know and it's just very like, oh, I have to figure things out for my own kind of thing. It's nothing that anyone can teach you because people can say things to you, tell you how to live your life or whatever, but you really have to figure that out for yourself. So I think it's in that way, it's very relatable and very, just a very good song in my opinion. Oh, it's so good. And leading into track six, Midnight Rain. I like Midnight Rain, but it's probably like 12 or 13 on my list yeah. as far as songs on the album go. For me, it's probably top 10. Okay. I do really enjoy Midnight Rain. Um, just because it's very like, you know, it, when you're in a real, it's very 
descriptive of how like you're in a relationship with someone but it's just not the right time like you both want different things I just I think it's very I I like it a lot it's very relatable and I mean I like the context of it and again take these rankings with a grain of salt because I love every song on this album just if I have to rank them and do my favorites it's a little a little closer towards the bottom but I think the lyrics are very relatable Leading into track seven, question. I had no idea what to expect from this song. I always think it's weird, like, when they do, like, different punctuation and song titles. So I was like, what is that? But this is borderline top five for me. I love this song. See, it's not for me. I would say maybe top ten. It's a good song. Don't get me wrong. It's just, it's not as catchy or like flowy for me as like the other ones that I really like um but yeah I think it is again it's a good song I love it it's I love the whole album but yes uh question it just it has me wanting to kiss somebody in a crowded room and have all my friends make fun of me like yes exactly yeah I love it I love it it's it's just catchy I don't know it gets stuck in my head all the time like it's literally stuck in my head right now it's um, <laughs> literally now oof, I've got some thoughts on these last songs yeah track eight vigilante shit this yes. song is the anthem to my life I it love is, vigilante shit I've really been taking a lot of time to think about my rankings I think this is my number one I think this yeah. is my top song and yeah. that opening verse draw the cat eyes sharp enough to kill a man so powerful and then she leads in and she's like they say looks can kill and I think I might try like oh my god and then at the end she's like I'm on my vigilante shit again this the beat to it like the sensuality to it the reputation vibes just being a petty bitch which I am like I love this song so much it's very just like it's a badass like feel badass song like it's just for when you want to feel like you're on top of the world kind of thing just like you can do anything um but yeah it gives me uh the that song from evermore vibes it gives me nobody no crime nobody no crime yep it gives me that but in like a darker um just badass way you know yes and I also think, too, because this song has very much been linked to Scooter Braun. If you yeah. Google, like, Scooter Braun, FBI, how he's been under, I don't know if it's under investigation or what, but he's been linked to getting sued for, like, 200 or stealing $200 million. I don't fully know. He's getting a divorce. Like, this song is totally about him. And I love it. I yes, love yes, it. Yes. And she's thick as thieves with her his ex-wife. So I love, love that for her. Now, heading into track nine, Bejeweled. This is a song for the Sparkle Girls. <laughs> I do identify myself as a Sparkle Girl. I love rhinestones, sequins, anything that shines. And this is just a fun song. Like, this is a going out with the girls song. Like, forget about the guys. Like, I love Bejeweled. I love it. I am not a sparkle girl. I do not identify as one, but I love this song. I think it's definitely, if not in my top five, like at least top seven. I love it. 
Oh yes, it's just so good. It's it's a going out with the girls, forget about the guys song. It's just sure. so upbeat. It makes me happy. Um, and there's not a bunch of upbeat happy songs on this album, mm-hmm. but I would say like that is it. Yes. Um now number 10, Labyrinth. Oof. I love Labyrinth. this song so it much makes too. A lot of things. Huh? Makes me feel a lot of things. It does. And then she's like, Bodie, sorry, my dog, he has a candy cane. It makes a lot of noise. And he only ever pulls out all his toys when I'm in the middle of doing stuff. Bodie, go out. I don't want you in here right now, making all that ruckus. (laughs) Yes, he's looking at me. He's like, why? Like, what? Like, play with with me. me. Not right now. I spent all day with you. Um, (laughs) Labyrinth. Oh, no. I'm falling in love, like, like falling in love again. Like how she's, it's like she's scared to fall. She yeah. doesn't expect it to last. As she referenced with the elevator rising up, mm-hmm. reference in the song. Oh my gosh, this song is so good. It's so for good. sure top ten, but I don't yes. know where it falls there. I know for sure in the top. Yep, I love it. Oh, now another explicit song. Love it. track 11 the one she gave the mischievous laugh to that makes me feel like there is more yeah to karma like i don't know i'm still fully a believer of the scrapped album that is karma Mm -hmm. this song uh, i i accidentally on thursday before the album was released came across the lyrics i didn't hear the song but somebody had posted the lyrics to the song and like the sweet like honey karma's a cat purring in my lap because it loves me I for what I, like it's grown on me it works in this song but I kind of really hate that she keeps like incorporating her cats into no I know I know I don't I at first I was like I don't know about that line but like it is her you know it is and it works in this song like this song is just it's petty but it's silly and this is probably the only other upbeat song on this album Truly. Oh, yeah. I love karma. I love it. Love it. Love it. It's just catchy. It gets stuck in your head so easily. It's it's just fun. Um, Aren't you yeah. anxious that it's not for you? That's my favorite part. Oh, I, I love karma. I didn't know what I thought the first time I listened to it, but it's one of those songs. The more you listen to yep. it, the more you love it. Yeah. Um, and now leading into track 12, Sweet Nothing. It's a sweet song. Again, I still like it. This is probably my least favorite on the entire album. Yeah, I agree. I the last two songs, honestly, not my favorite for me. They're probably skips. I hate to admit it for all those Swifties out there, but I just it's it's just not really catchy for me, and it's not something that I want to listen to. So I don't know. It's a very sweet song and it's very cute and it's not a bad song. I just don't really, it's not one of my favorites. Yeah. I I do skip it when I'm in my car, but I do like the song. And plus we got William Bowery again um, as a songwriter. Mm-hmm. Joe Alwyn, we see you. Uh, I love it. I love that they yeah. still have worked together on songs. And it's just a cute song about their relationship, how he's wanted nothing from her, but sweet nothing. Yeah, and I think it's adorable. I love that lyric. Um, but leading into track thirteen, Mastermind. Again, this is another song like I expected it to go very different based on just the title. 
but I love it. It's it's top 10 for me. I think it's yeah. catchy. And plus like the lyrics are kind of relatable. Like at first, first listen through, it's like, okay, this sounds really weird. Like, like she's talking about how she planned their meeting, like orchestrated them being together as her master yeah. plan. And then she talks about like in the bridge, like that's what women have to do. Cause like the love game has changed. And honestly, like kind of. It is. I do. I will say I do like the lyrics a lot. It's for me, it's just not that catchy. I just, I, I, I don't know what it is. I just, it's not something that's been catching my attention, like the song itself, but I do really enjoy the lyrics of it. See, it, this is another one for me. I think it just relates to everyone different. I find it very catchy. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't say it's my favorite track on the album. Like a lot of people are saying, like, I know yeah, I don't get that. that mastermind is her favorite. I don't get those vibes from no, it, but I do no. really like it. Yeah. Um, so that covers the first 13 tracks on the main album. Now people were expecting, because she talked about chaotic surprise at 3 a.m., people were thinking, is it a double album? Is Karma the other album? Because people still believe Karma is real. Mm. I really believe it is. Like, I just can't, It Karma, the Scrapped album's still out there. Um, we didn't get a double album, but we did get seven more tracks. And I love when she made the announcement, she's like, I've loved sharing from the vault songs with all yeah. of you. And I want to continue to share the process with you. And I love that she's doing that because- Although these songs didn't make the main album, they so could have because they're all they so, yes. so good. And I think it really just also completes the idea of this album for people too, like the fans. So I love that she's not hiding all of her songs from us anymore. And shout out to her label because I think they give her a lot more freedom. She's earned it. But that brings us to 14, The Great War from 3AM Edition. I don't not like this song. It's just, I skip it every time. Yeah. No, I agree. It's 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 a good song. I just, I haven't listened to it enough either. I should probably listen to it a little bit more to get the full effect, but. I think um, The Great War is very much just a song that is a mood and you need yeah. to be in the right vibe to listen to it. And by that, I mean like 2 a.m. You're alone drinking wine in your living room. I agree. Yes. Yep. So that's how I feel about The Great War. But then track 15, Bigger Than the Whole Sky, a tearjerker, a very in-your-feels emotional song. Um, the first time I listened to it, it makes me feel or think of like a person who like died young. Like yeah. we'll never know what they could have been, would have been, should have been because they're exactly. like short. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people, and this could be a trigger warning for some as yeah. it does bring up loss. Um, a lot of people are thinking of miscarriages yep. with this song um, and sharing their experiences. And I just find it very, like, it makes sense. It does. It, it Honestly, that's what makes me think of it when I listen to it. It just seems like it does make sense if it would be about that. I can see that it could be about a lot of different things. You can kind of just, it's very kind of vague. So, I mean, it could be a lot about a lot of different things, but it does make sense if it were to be about that. Um, it's such a very beautiful song. I love this song. Um, it's probably in my top 10. It's just very, 
it it just makes you feel a lot of things and I love that and it's very beautiful I agree with that and plus like I guess too the more you think of it like it could be about like a lost dream like giving up on a dream like you'll never know what would have been could have been should have been yeah Um, a lot of different takes on that and I just yes I think that's why people are loving it so much because it's again it's how you interpret the song and how it is relatable to you so (laughs) that one yes if you're in the mood to cry that is it but in the order of the track list now moving into track 16 Paris this is the bounce back song you need when you're listening to the album straight through it is so upbeat so energetic so after coming off bigger than the whole sky a very depressing emotional song you go into Paris yeah and oh my goodness I love this song I love that song yes it is I need to listen to it more because I haven't listened to it a bunch but it is a very good song it's very upbeat very catchy yes um and now we lead into high infidelity at track 17 this is a song I haven't listened to a ton because, I mean, it's a yeah. song just about cheating and all of this. I like it. I like it, but I just, it's not relatable to me. And I feel that's why it's a skip for me. Yeah, I mean, I like it still, but it's just not, I can't relate to it. So I don't listen to it nearly as often as the other ones. I've heard that it's, it may be about Tom Hiddleston. I can, yes. I kind of thought that as I listened to it. I've definitely heard that theory. Because Um, the Met Gala also happens in the spring, correct? Getaway car, allegedly about the Met Gala. Yes. And Um, she says April 29th. Yes, yes, yes. Where I was April 29th, you don't want to know. And I'm assuming that's with Joe Alwyn. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Do you really want to know where I was April 29th? -hmm. No, you don't. I don't think he does. And Um, he's keeping count. Mm Mm-hmm. Yes, he's keeping score. Yeah. So, I mean, I, it's just not relatable to me, but I do get those vibes that that's what it's about. When I, I do. Know. Now, track 18, Glitch. This song is a vibe. It's a whole yeah. ass vibe. I really like this song. It's catchy. It's fun. And she dropped the Easter egg for this song. Yeah. Last summer or even late last spring, everyone thought it was a 1989 reference. They thought it was a brief interruption when she had the TikTok and there was a glitch in the middle of it and she winked. People thought it had to do with 1989, myself included. But now these Easter eggs, now that we have this album, we see all the things she dropped. That glitch in that TikTok was this song. Yeah, I love it. I, yeah, this song is great. I, it's very catchy. It's cute. Um, love it. I think that's all that needs to be said because yeah. we've got a really important track to discuss. Track 19. Would have, could have, should have. Oh my God. Would have, could have, should have. Love this song. I give it an A+. Plus. I think it's very catchy. Love the lyrics. It's about John Mayer. Fuck that guy. Um, no. I, mm, and it's like, oh my God. Like a dick. Oh my God. Give me back my girlfriend girlhood. I had it first. It was mine first. Oh my God. That line is just so powerful. It is. Cause in like, I read into that more. I was like, okay, like what exactly does girlhood mean? Cause there's multiple interpretations of that in my opinion, at least yeah. at first I was like, wait, what? But yeah. no, it's just, you're being naive. Like 
your usefulness, yeah. like being able to look out at the world, like with optimism, like literally giving people the benefit of the doubt, like seeing the good in everything. And this guy like ruined all that for her. Took advantage think, of it. Yeah. I think we all have somebody like that in our lives. I yeah. do. I oh, think this sure. is very relatable, yep. uh, very angsty. And it's so powerful. Cause she's like, uh, like, I can't do it without singing it, but like, I miss the old me rest in peace. Like, yeah, I regret you all the time. Yes. I regret you all the time. The bridge up until the end of the song, Ugh. like full body chills. Yeah, I so love good. this song so Definitely so, top so 10. Much. Top you 10. know, putting it in, including all 20 songs from the 3M edition, this is top five for me. I know yeah. I've said like five songs already in the top five, but that's this album. I <laughs> Can really I put a, like 10 thing. songs in the top five? I could. Like I, I would. If I could put ten, 10 songs in the top three, I would. Yeah. And then number 20, Dear Reader. This one is another song that's just a vibe. You need to be in the right yeah. mindset for yeah. it. I like it the more I listen to it, but it's it's not, I, I don't even know how to describe it. Like she's giving advice, but then she's also yeah. like, don't take advice from me. Like I'm broken. If you knew who I was, you wouldn't take advice from me. Mm-hmm. I think it's powerful. Yeah. But it's a vibe. It's like, for me, it's like poetry. It's like, yes. It's for me, it's not a song I would like listen to in the car, really. It's just like, it's, it's a beautiful, poetic song. Mm-hmm. That's just, that's my opinion. Just, oh, it's so good. There's this whole album. Um, yep. Her, collaborating on this album with Jack Antonoff back together again I think they are just so good together I hope they keep continuing to collaborate with each other in the future and I'm sure they will um just such 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 a good pair they did outstanding like again critically acclaimed album my opinion her best album yet Mm-hmm. Just oh, I could go on for days, and I'm going to keep going on for days. Very good personality for the foreseeable future, and everyone. I'm so sorry, but I'm also I know. same. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that's our album review. We we're running out of time, so we're gonna start to wrap this up. But to our to our fans, our friends, our listeners, <laughs> you have asked what happened to the podcast. Where did it go? Well. Due to circumstances, there was a pause, but we're back. Weekly basis. Start your Mondays with us. We are back. We're back. And uh, another reason for the pause, the podcast is part of a much bigger project. We are not ready to announce just yet, but just know there's more to come. There's more in the works. So stay tuned. I'm excited to share more. It is just not my time yet. So yeah, Um, we'll be back next week. Thank you guys for listening to the Unfathered Podcast. Thank you. Bye.